y'all. It's your girl, Jamie. Welcome to another episode of Whatever Forever. In this episode, we introduce my coworker, Evie, and the three of us, we delve into the aspects of having a sexual identity as a woman and what that looks like and our different styles of relationships. We also explore and demystify and challenge our different sexual experiences. So we hope you enjoy. Jamie. And today we have a special guest who's going to introduce themselves. Here they are. Hi, I'm Evie. <laughs> I teach students who are deaf and hard of hearing, actually, at Jamie's school. Yes. Um, I teach students who... I can't even do this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yes, you can. You got Evie it. Evie is you feeling got it. shy, but she's got this. Everybody send her Yeah, no, support. I just... Um, Disclaimer, we, uh, we of course, got high before this, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, very typical. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a trend. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but Evie here, she works in my building, and we both are young millennials, and I think we both really have a passion for working with kids. At least I hope so. Um, Definitely. But oh, was that a pun we, intended? <laughs> always, always. Every time I say definitely, just assume I mean uh, definitely. Please. I didn't even get it. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite pun. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I um, learned sign language in high school and always knew I wanted to be a teacher, so I went into deaf education. Oh, that's so that's cool. Awesome. For that reason. And it's all about the kids, like every day of my life. They're my best friends and I could talk about them forever. That's Aww. so adorable. I don't know if a lot of I teachers feel that, that way. I hope they all do. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, but it's not something that I feel from every teacher, but it's definitely something I felt about Jamie when I first saw them. So, mm, them. That's so nice. Sorry to... You, you, you neutral pronoun Very neutral okay. pronoun. No, I like it. It's better off than misgender. Yeah, no, that's I like it. That's true. Do you think um, defaulting to them is misgendering of some people? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Because there's people who go by like G, so, yeah. But I feel like him. Oh, so we could we've never done our pronouns. Yeah, Quinn, her, uh, she, her, hers. I'm a she, her, hers as well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no days. Anyway, you were saying <laughs> that you were attracted to me <laughs> as my friend <laughs> because you love me. <laughs> Tell me more about me. Oh, I see why I'm here. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. No, but I think we bonded over teaching and then also just we went out after school once. And that's where That's what we bonded over. (laughs) Jamie, that's what we bonded over. Alcohol. Alcohol and edibles. Edibles right away. And Mm -hmm. ramen. And ramen and Mm -hmm. boys. Boys, yeah, I actually, can I... No. You can say whatever you, you want say to whatever say. You but want. it's not my it's not about me. Oh. Uh, it's about me? Yes. <laughs> oh, say it. About the PowerPoint presentation. Oh. oh. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? We can. I don't I don't really care. This was the moment I fell in love with Jamie. <laughs> at the bar <laughs> after work. Happy hour. 
imagine this. She tells me that she has, like, you know, this fun little dating life. And, in fact, here's a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> of all of my suitors. <laughs> Pros, cons, height, picture, <laughs> and a couple of key points. <laughs> yeah, I did that. We went through the whole PowerPoint. We, yeah, I did that. I actually got to meet one of the PowerPoint. Um, <laughs> How, wait, did you? What would you one? call him? Wait, what bachelor? did we call him? The tall one with the the tall one with the kid. I know who you're talking about. Yep, tall, she's, she's tall fry. Should mm-hmm. we should we call him Zach? Sure, he could be a Zach. Ugh, yeah. No, De- mm, I mean mm. he was cool. Yeah, he brought edibles. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the important part. Oh, that's witty. Um, but yeah, he was one of the bachelors involved in the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. It was a really good idea to create one. <laughs> I thought. For exactly this instance. Yeah, I needed to see, like, right in front of me the pros and cons of the people that I'm yes, interested in. Yes, I think in. the Capricorn in me was really, like, kind of turned on by it. Yeah. <laughs> the organization. Yeah. It yeah. required. It the really, time and the effort time. it must have taken. The enthusiasm. Right, exactly. And we're back to square one. <laughs> the enthusiasm really at its core is what attracted me to you as a friend. <laughs> as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you guys' relational history. Yeah. Do you do you guys want to jump into uh, the topic of the day? Yeah, that's what I was about to wrap it around about yeah. enthusiasm because <laughs> okay. you know what I really like that's the point in my sexual experiences, and I've had many. <laughs> um, <laughs> Enthusiasm—that's the thing that turns me on the most—is like when somebody is just—they just want it and they want you to know that they want it and mm-hmm. you're into it and it's consensual and it's amazing yeah yeah so i was gonna tell a, a sexual story about cool. enthusiasm should we should we should we skip the pop culture piece today i mean we can we can talk about that do you want to start there just to get it out of the way sure no 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 much. no that's fine <laughs> okay so do you want to start it you start it because i feel like you have the most information oh on sure so I we had some feedback that people liked the uh, the pop culture per- piece because they appreciated that we were being positive and not negative about people uh, steering away from shame culture. So uh, we're gonna do the opposite of that right now <laughs> because our topic is sexuality, and uh, we're trying to figure out what's sexual going on in the news right now. And the only thing we could think of is Joe Biden. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't want to think about Joe Biden sexually. So I know his history part and you know what's going on now. Yeah. I know the history was that he, you know, he chaired the committee for Anita Hill's hearing. And that was when the judge Clarence Thomas was going to be whatever put into that position. Um, Joe Biden was in charge of the meeting and then the meeting or the hearing or whatever they just like tore her to shreds and were really disrespectful. And then they just let their go- good marshal take the take the seat. So everybody looked at that and said, "Wait, you know, twenty years later, however long it's been, Joe Biden, are you sexist? Like, do you condone workplace harassment? You know, it's questionable." Yeah, and I just I didn't. I mean, I kind of had a lot of faith in Joe Biden, I guess, because he was just like the cool. He was like the cool guy. He was really excited about the the gay uh, marriage uh, equality. Yeah, acts. I think he has a lot of great qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was more like disappointed when the news mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. 
And then I caught myself like trying to like rationalize it or normalize it. And I don't like doing that when, especially if it's like two women now have come out and said that he's been like kind of creepy towards them. So I'm going to believe the women. Like, I'm like, why would they come out about Joe Biden of all people? Like, they wouldn't make that up. It's a real thing that re- they're really experiencing. So I can't, like, sit here and defend Joe Biden. And so it's, like, disappointing. Yeah. I feel like um, you should always believe the woman. I always do. Yeah. That's just how I live my life. Yeah. I think it's important, too. Mm-hmm. Because Even if people it's somebody don't... who's iconic, like Joe Biden. Right. And there's, like, all the percentages. I used to work at a, a women's center, and I had to give out percentages about rape um, to people, and like, for little mini presentations and things. And, like, only, it's, like, 2% or less of false accusations. It's way less than any other violent crime. Like because yeah. because it's so painful and horrible to come out about that people don't they'd rather not. Like all these women who are coming forward, that's a sacrifice. That's not for attention. They're going to get like death threats to their house and stuff. Right. I don't know. Yeah. No, so they're I'm probably right. Page. Yeah. And so with Joe Biden, I just mm. it's disappointing. It is disappointing. I know this was supposed to be positive, but that's no, the only thing that... that's the only pop culture bit we could get to. And so that brings us to, like, wanting to talk about sex, like, as women, as young millennial, mental health professionals, and teacher. <laughs> um, it's just sex positivity, because screw these old men be trying to make us feel weird about our sexuality. Amen. So, yeah, so what do we... Where do we want to start? You said, you, did you want to jump into your story about your sure, sexuality? Sure, sure. Or we could just do, like, brief introductions about our sexual lives. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, so I would say I am single. Yeah. That's all? That's all. That's it and that's all. Okay. I mean, I would say I'm a sexual person, but I don't know compared to other single people my age. I don't really have a ton of single friends. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really, really know about my sexual experiences. I do have sex often and I love it. <laughs> that was what I was gonna ask. But also like what is what do you think in the context of your life? Like are you pretty mm. sexually active that's now a, compared to like another stage of your life? That's a good way to put it. Um I would say I'm less sexual now than I have maybe ever been. Wow. Kind of toned it way down. So I started having sex when I was fifteen. And I had the most sex, I think, between ages of 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are the times. Sounds, <laughs> that was the times. Uh, this, past, this past summer, I had a lot of sex, too. I didn't even really realize it, but I slept with, like, 11 people in the past year. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. don't say that with judgment. I'm, no, I know. That's really cool. <laughs> it was it's just awesome. Impressive. Yeah, like, it was like, fun. Good number. Yeah, it was. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm only having sex with two people. Well, one is gone, but... How do you feel about that shift? <sighs> uh, uh, good. Actually, I don't think I could... I don't think I could have any more sex that I'm having at this point. Oh, I'm exhausted. That's a, good, that's a really good place to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exhausting, man. That's kind of, I'm, like, I don't feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Me neither. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm having a gr- my sex life is great. That's so nice. 
things. Mm-hmm. How about you, Evie? I am a married person. I'm a married lady. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I have sex pretty frequently. That's I'd say more frequently in the last six months than probably the rest of our marriage. We've been married for nearly five years. Mm, nice. And for a while it was not as frequent as I would have liked, but mm. in somehow in like the last six months to a year, it's gotten to be really good. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Um, we're also polyamorous, so I do have other partners. Well, I have had other partners. That's very juicy. Within, but outside of my marriage. Yeah. Um, but I don't currently have any other partners, Mm -hmm. any other sexual partners. I feel like I believe, I fully buy into the, I guess it's a stereotype that polyamorous people are more sexual. I don't know. Is oh, it's definitely oh, yeah? a misconception. Oh, it's a misconception? Okay. Yeah. A lot of people assume that polyamorous people are just sleeping around. Mm-hmm. Just, just to sleep around. Or just like <clears throat> having a lot of sex in general. Mm-hmm. Um, or like people typically imagine swingers mm-hmm. or people who do like sex parties and things like that, which is definitely a part of the culture, but it's not everybody. Oh. It's not even most people. Nice. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that the other day when I went into your classroom <laughs> during our break <laughs> and our lunch, we were just talking about, like, real-life stuff, and you're like, I just had the best sex <laughs> of my life last night. Mm-hmm. I was mind-blown. Like, I mean, I love both of you because you both are married ladies. But in my mind, married ladies don't have, like, mind-blowing sex. And so when you said that, I'm like, oh, there's hope. There is hope. I should get married. Well, I don't have anybody to marry. But (laughs) (laughs) this is just another pro for married life. Yes, another pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's something to be said because everybody who's listened to the other episodes knows that Quinn is also married, but I think there's something to be said about being with a partner long enough that they like, they know what you like. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely part of it. Yeah. yeah. That is nice. Mm-hmm. And like really know, like mm-hmm. got it all down. Like we've been working out the kinks for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. My first sexual partner, um, was my only sexual partner for like seven years. Oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My like high school sweetheart turned, College, um, yeah, college, but we were going to different schools. What is that called? Long, Long distance, distance relationship throughout all of college and then turned fiance, almost got married, but didn't. Oh, shit. That would have been crazy because like as a currently like polyamorous person. Exactly. Yeah. Your life would have been so different. <laughs> I know. I think about it all the time. Oh, Grateful God. hour. You know, Grateful that's... hour. <laughs> The first person that I had sex with, I don't know if this is related just because you got married or like almost got married, I'm assuming a long time ago. Um, the first person who I had sex with was, was my long, like my high school sweetheart, I guess. We dated for two and a half years. And then after we went to college, he had like a coming to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. So he said, like he tried to get me to come to crew, Christian Crusaders for Christ, and it was horrible. And then he was like, "I we, we have to break up because... Jesus, Lord like, Jesus. I have a road towards God, and you're not a part of it. Oh, my God. So, like, we, I totally thought all the time about marrying him, you know, my first mm-hmm, partner. Mm-hmm. And that if I had, I would be with a really Christian person right now. Wow. Yeah. And I would probably live How a really fake, that? fake Christian life. Yeah. <laughs> fake Christian life. Damn. I mean, were you guys, like, was it a religious thing? Because if they were your first partner, and like, mm. it was a long time. Um, 
No, it wasn't religious. I, uh, it's a story. (laughs) Um, That you don't want to get into? No, I definitely do. I'm just trying to, um, make it digestible. Mm -hmm. Um, we were engaged Mm -hmm. and it was my senior year of college. Mm -hmm. I went away to student teaching for six weeks in a different state. And while I was there, I had a few sexual partners because I was thinking I was in another state. It was like kind of my last hurrah before I got married. And this was my only sexual partner. And just, yeah, I did. So I did that. And I made an OkCupid account when I got to my new little location for six weeks. And actually, this is one of my favorite sexual experiences of all time. I love it. I met this guy who was 20 years my senior and that was, up until a week ago, the best sex of my life. Damn. I know. Um, yeah, so I ended up, like, dating this guy for mm. the time that I was there. And then when I got back, I was just like, this is such a big world, and, like, there's so many people out there. Mm-hmm. And this guy helped me, like, see that I could do better, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. and that I was kind of settling. Um and not just because of the sex, but for like a million other reasons <laughs> that I won't really get into. But it, no, yeah, the relationship should have ended a long time before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came back, I ended it, which was kind of shitty timing because it was only three months before our wedding. Oh mm. wow, I didn't know that you're a runaway bride. Um, yeah, kind of. But thank yeah. goodness you did. Yes, thank goodness, thank goodness I did. did. I think about it a lot. Like, Good. We would have ended up getting divorced anyway. Yeah. And I kind of already knew that and like had rationalized it mm. in my brain, which is really fucked up. Yeah. No, I, think I went a through thing. a similar experience like that. But what I really wanted to ask you was that guy that you were sleeping with, the guy that was older, mm-hmm. was this also the deaf guy that you had slept, slept with? No. Okay. No. You have to talk about that. Talk about that. That was the same time period, though. Oh. Right. In the same rogue sexual <laughs> experience what? I was having. I don't know. What if, age I don't were you know then? if this is. I was twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. I don't know if this is like PC to ask, but like, what is it like to have sex with a deaf person? It's definitely <laughs> inappropriate. Sorry. Um, no, it was um, definitely different. But I can't say really. I can't generalize, of course, because sure. I only ever had sex with the one deaf person. Mm-hmm. But in this experience with this deaf person. <laughs> There we go. It was very different. <laughs> um, first of all, there's no communication be- if the lights are off. Like, he, oh. like you know how women, maybe it's just women. Maybe I'm generalizing. Mm-hmm. This is what I do during sex is that I use my vocalizations mm-hmm. to signal to my partner the things that I'm enjoying and the things that I'm not. Right? Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. Can't do that you with a deaf to, person. Oh, you can't do that. You with cannot a, do yeah. that. With you this could person. come up with like sex signs though, like tap the shoulder. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, but we did not do that. Oh no, we were just having sex, and I I didn't even realize until like halfway through what was going on, and then you know I just decided not to date this person. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Was I, it pleasurable? From what you said, it you know like it not. wasn't. Bad. I've had worse sex. Yeah. Before then and since then. Yeah. And so I, I don't think it was in any way a disadvantage to him. It was just really an, like an adjustment for me to mm-hmm. realize that I couldn't communicate with 
my partner at all. <laughs> yeah, I would never, I w- I, that's not something I think about. I guess I'm like so into my groove of like what I do. Mm-hmm. Whoa, okay, my mind is blown right now. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> yeah, that's just wild. That's a really interesting experience. But Did would you, you say you would do it again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm definitely not just going to discriminate my sexual partners based well, on their hearing loss. But <laughs> well, also because you can communicate with them. Like, you met that guy. Yeah, I think I would do it differently. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I you would. Have the you're right. I, now. Quinn, I think I would have a, a better conversation before having sex with them about. Yeah communication yeah during yeah and probably would want to leave the lights on I think I just have more self-confidence anyway so it would not be such a yeah. like in the head type situation yeah yeah and then you could come up with signals like if I really like something I'll do this if I want you to do this instead I'll lead you there you know sorry to get into the nitty-gritty of that yeah no definitely <laughs> uh, yeah I guess I was 22 I don't yeah. think I even I actually had terrible communication skills at the oh, time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Shitty communicator, but me too. And that <laughs> seems like it was early on in your like sexual encounters. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, this this being the third person that I'd ever slept with. Oh, wow, wow, that's cool. That's a good story. Mm-hmm. That is a great story about sex positivity mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. the board. Yeah. What about you, Quinn? About my sexuality. Yeah. My sexual partner is here? Or is he I in the think bathroom? He's in the bathroom. So, anyway, I'm unclear. Uh, but I am relatively asexual. So, I fit mm. the stereotype of like the married person. But to be like fully honest, I was this way before we got right. married, you know, like for a while. Mm. Um, so, I went through a period of my life, I think, like many people do. You said 18 to 22 was like your most sexual time. Mm-hmm. It's just college. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I had sexual feelings when I was really young, but then I didn't like really get into anything until I was like 17. Mm. And then by the time I was, yeah, like 22, I was kind of over it. Like, mm. I had a bunch of sexual partners, and I mean, not a bunch, a handful. Ha. Pun intended. <laughs> Lots of puns. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I had a handful of sexual partners and I really enjoyed it. And then I just like had like, cr- like chronic vaginismus. Mm. Like I cannot la- like I can't last for very long. Otherwise mm-hmm. it just hurts too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I should probably go to a sex therapist, but I am uh, very much repressed I think Mm. in a lot of ways like Mm -hmm. when people talk about sexuality I get uncomfortable Mm -hmm. even if they're my friends and which Mm -hmm. is weird because I mean I'm okay with certain things and then other things I'll be like weird Mm -hmm. you know so I don't know I don't like that hmm Mm -hmm. well going back to the vaginismus thing Mm -hmm. because I also had that for only a short amount of time and for our listeners who don't know vaginismus is the medical term for vaginal pain Yeah, yeah, and it's usually triggered by, like, trauma or some sort of um, stress that you're going through, like, romantically or anything like that, Mm -hmm. Um, and I only had it for maybe, like, six months, Mm -hmm. and it was horrible. Like, you can't put a tampon in, which I really don't use tampons that much anyway, but when I wanted to, it was extremely painful, like, even putting my own finger 
in there, like any type, even like the outside was starting to feel painful too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that um, sucks. Like, yeah, that really hurts. But my question to you is, are you, have you gone to the gynecologist about that? No. Okay. So I, part of being a millennial is having very inconsistent healthcare Health coverage. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of other, I mean, there are plenty of people who've been able to stay on their own parents for 26 years, but then uh, there's still people who are like moving colleges and moving towns. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's just really stressful. It's, I, I have it's not horrible. had a, a consistent gynecologist or even a consistent mm. like doctor's office to go to for three years in a row, you know? Yeah. And gynecology is so like sensitive that you don't want to continue. I mean, at least for me, like I don't mm-hmm. like consistently changing my gynecologist. The one that I have now is the one that I've had since I moved to the state mm-hmm. three years ago. And so she is in the suburbs and I, st- I will drive an hour to go there cause I yeah. don't want to switch to yeah. one in the city. Who wants, I mean, I guess if it's a sexual thing, you want like a stranger in your vagina, but like not in a non-sexual way. I don't know if anybody non-sexually wants a stranger in their vagina. No, <laughs> no, no. And it was interesting cause I've always gone for a male gynecologist um, because I felt like women were going to be too judgmental of your sexual partners. Of, not eat, no of my vagina. Like I thought that they would look at it and be like, "Ew, this is a weird vagina." What's wrong with your vagina? I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but oh. I think women will look at a vagina and they know what one looks like because they have one, and then they would judge mine. And so I felt like with a man, <laughs> this is I my thought like process. All gynecologists have seen enough vaginas. That's, this is also regardless true of their own gender. A deep seated I mean, part sex. of myself is just like I just want a man cuz he doesn't re- like he knows because it's a textbook and he learned it from a textbook and like those types of experiences. But, but he doesn't know what it looks like. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like I just want somebody who's just textbook he's just going to get straight to the point with no judgment. Except that he's also seen Thousands of other vaginas in your life before and after Yeah, but... (laughs) That is random. Anyway, that was my thought process. So when I found this gynecologist, I specifically wanted a male... Man. Mm -hmm. Male. I'm going to say male. Uh Um, And when I got this one, he was fine, but then, like, I had this vaginismus thing and he was like you know i'm not that much of an expert on this i'm gonna have my colleague like come over and like talk this out with you and now i love her so much so then i switched but the to f- her but the fact that he even referred you i feel like there are other doctors who would have just been like oh it's probably in your head like maybe you should do some deep breathing or beforehand mm-hmm. or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's i feel like i did i did bring up the this to a gynecologist I had once and she just said like here you should just use lube Mm -hmm. and she gave me lube I think you're too young to have it oh no she she just said the problem is just lube and so she gave me lube and it literally like burns Mm. like I can't like it's I have vaginismus like it's not helpful Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know so then I always felt like I doctors wouldn't be able to be helpful with that. Mm-hmm. So when you start talking about it, I was like, that's brand new information to be honest. Yeah. You got to find a good gynecologist. But again, that's why I go to the suburbs because I, yeah. I'm so afraid to switch. That's such a like scary process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really messed up that, that, I mean, you guys are in the same like age bracket, mm-hmm. same demographics mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And yet half of you 
have ter- like terrible experiences mm-hmm. in just gynecology alone. Mm-hmm. And the other has had great experiences. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. ridiculous. So maybe so that's like also relating to your feelings. I don't know. You're saying that you wanted help with like, not help, but you didn't like the fact that you have these asexual feelings. Yeah. But it's probably because you haven't had positive experiences with like even yeah or just like (laughs) learning about your body yeah i don't know no i think that all like plays into sexual trauma of sorts absolutely but it's not even trauma like i've been very lucky in this in a lot of senses sexually you Mm -hmm. know like nothing horrible has ever happened to me which is really i'm very grateful for but i still have this so i don't know Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm well, what can we do to help? <laughs> Literally, I don't know. Uh, write in to whateverforevercast at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what have you done to it? Because I think we've all, the three of us, have had these like asexual feelings. At certain points. At certain points. And mm-hmm. I don't particularly love it. I don't like feeling like... Like not a sexual person. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's... Um, so fucked up because I don't know I think a lot of the feelings that I had were judgmental of myself Mm -hmm. for not feeling sexual Mm -hmm. um which just made matters worse right matters worse I think it's like right that's where I was going with this society (laughs) has put like a disproportionate amount of pressure on women to feel sexual Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're married but at the same time the opposite like at the same time we're told like we need to cover up and like and like I have okay so this is another fact about Quinn uh I have like double d 32 double d like situation so I always cover up a lot because growing up I got teased a lot about it and um like my stepmom like told me that I needed to start covering up and like Mm. I was showing way too much cleavage and it was like nobody wanted to see that (laughs) so yeah so like I I just feel bad about my body in general I don't Mm. like it well it sounds like you were kind of conditioned to like be averse to anything related to sex either your expression yeah Yeah. sexual expression or but I think all women get some sure. of those messages. I think we get yeah. oh, yeah. opposing messages. Yeah, and it's Mixed very conflicting. Mm-hmm. Very conflicting. And so I don't, I hope it, if anybody is listening who has like asexual feelings, I don't want that to translate that you should feel bad about it because right. we all have had at least moments of that. And I think I'm just a sexual person that I need that as part of my. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, that's just like part of my expression of who I am is like through my sexuality. And I've come to terms with it because for a while I felt really bad. I felt like very slut shamed and very like. By whom? Who did that to you? What's their people, name? What's their society. <laughs> just people in society. Um, I always would feel very bad about it. Like when I was starting to date somebody more seriously, like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times these boys that I was dating would be want to play that game of like, how many Mm. people have you slept with? Mm -hmm. Or like, what are your experiences? And up until recently, I would always lie about it or I would put it on them and ask them the same question. And now I'm like, it doesn't even matter. Like I know what I'm doing. So, (laughs) so you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) 
Yeah. Wow. That is very empowering. Yeah. I, I'm also at the point that I've, I'm fine with the amount of partners that I've had, but I'm also just like tired. Like I just want to have consistent, good sex with one person. <laughs> Having multiple people is so exhausting. It's a lot of work. Or like starting over a whole new sexual experience. I actually really hate that. Like the first time to sleep with people, some people are like, oh, you have to make it special. You have to like wait, build it up. No, I want to get it out of the way. I want to know what the person is into, what they're not into so that I can prepare myself or they can prepare for me. <laughs> I like I will very quickly sleep with somebody if I'm like feeling those vibes from them because mm-hmm. I just want to know. I just I got to get it out of the way. Got to get that part out of the way. Yeah. In my experience, the first time is always really awkward. I should stop playing with fire. I know it makes you guys nervous. I hate fire. Oh. There's a huge fire by my house. There was. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. It was crazy. Smokestacks everywhere. Oh, man. I saw you posted that and I was like, bitch, are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? It looked like you posted a picture from a helicopter. I was like, are you in a helicopter escaping? No, I um, took a screenshot of the like live cast. Yeah. But yeah, it was crazy, man. It was wild. It was wild. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring oh, this wow. back to topic. Back to the topic. Um, yes. I've had moments of asexual spheres. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spheres. And asexual times like? in my life. What did you do? What did I do? Um, my, like, bouts of asexualness seemed to be in response, like, in direct response to sexual trauma mm-hmm. of some kind. Mm-hmm. And... Um, like I'm varying at varying degrees, mm-hmm. but most recently, like this summer, something happened, and then I like went through a stage of hypersexuality. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was just like not having sex with a lot of people, but I was definitely like sending risky pictures and mm. putting out thirst traps mm. and just like yeah, doing things that I were kind of out of character. Thirst traps. Sending <laughs> sending dirty Snapchats, things mm. like this. Mm. That I don't typically do, but I was doing them constantly. And I think because it was summer and I was home by myself, mm. I was just like, I mean, I was like setting up photo shoot, like photo shoots and things. Oh, like, yeah, I was really feeling myself and I felt like really empowered by it in I some kind it. of weird way. And it. then immediately plummeted into being total opposite, mm. asexual as fuck. Like, flash. Yeah, which is like really weird because I was sending like some of these things to my husband mm-hmm. and then like randomly wouldn't like couldn't have sex with him didn't Mm. want to have sex with him Mm. it was really weird Mm -hmm. that was a tough time Mm -hmm. but I think this last time because the trauma was so impactful and like hard to ignore Mm -hmm. um whereas other other kinds of uh, like sexual assault or abuse are like easier to kind of sweep under the rug or pretend didn't happen or like Mm. whatever excuse away mm-hmm. this one was not it was so in my face that I knew that this like asexual time would be was a response to that and mm-hmm. so in that way I just believed it would be temporary mm-hmm. and then I think I it, I got myself out of the like head trap that mm-hmm. um an asexual bout can put you in because mm-hmm. yeah like vaginismus is mm-hmm. so connected to the brain like it's, it's, it's in, it just yeah, takes one bad thought direct. and then you're you're out of the game. Dry as a piece of paper. Out of the game. And so I just like tried really hard to keep happy thoughts, and and I got myself out of there. It's 
tonight. That's and awesome. I think I'm pretty even keeled for now. Good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely have had other experiences. Where I, the other times that I felt asexual, I didn't realize that it was a response to trauma. Mm-hmm. And so I did fall into, like, judging myself. And mm-hmm. um, I even had, like, a little bit of an identity crisis because I was like, this is not me. Like, I am generally more sexual mm-hmm. of a person. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Mm-hmm. So I could tell something was wrong with me, but I yeah. couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. It just made it worse. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I like the phrase that you use, bouts of asexual feelings. I think that's what you said. Because I think that's how I felt about my times, too, with it. It's just, like, I knew also that it was temporary because I had something to attribute it to. So it was either my birth control that I was on or, like, if I had just gotten out of a relationship, I would typically respond with either being hypersexual or just hyposexual and not wanting anything at all but it wasn't until this recent time that it was so bad I was like disgusted by the thought of a penis or Mm -hmm. any type of sexual activity I was like Mm oh that just sounds exhausting that sounds messy that sounds gross yeah it sounds like I mean I'm sorry but like it is all of those things it is (laughs) but these are facts right also penises are dirty you pee out of them i yeah and so are vaginas and when yeah. those things clash together it's a whole mess of a mess yeah then there's more mess mm-hmm. so like but now i'm like okay with it because i'm like oh i'll just wash my sheets feels good it feels good yeah <laughs> feels good so i guess that's the note we're gonna end on yeah ladies and germs i don't know if this was i mean i hope that we were inclusive enough in our talking about it i feel like sometimes when i was at the women's center and and we would have conversations about sexuality there would be points where people who were like trans would be like i didn't feel included in this conversation Mm -hmm. so if that's the case then lo siento mucho Mm -hmm. yeah i also want to clarify that i kind of used asexual when I meant to say hyposexual. Hypo- oh, right, yeah, and I don't true. mean to like draw parallels between people who identify as asexual as it being like some kind of symptom or... Yeah, uh, that's true. Like, but that's a very good clarification because I would like to also clarify <laughs> and say that so too. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I just call it asexual because the actual t- term means the opposite of sexual, <laughs> asexual. Mm-hmm. I feel without sex. Yeah, but there are definitely people who identify as oh, yeah, strictly sure. asexual and mm-hmm. they're living their life. And if that's their truth, then good for them. Yeah. And I think I think it can be common phases. I, I mean, I, I'm a big believer that sexuality is fluid and that your identity, I mean, can change and it's not something to think about as like your permanent label. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could be somebody who at some point is like, bisexual at some point is uh pansexual it's mm-hmm. at some points is asexual i think you mm-hmm. can just flow absolutely. between them absolutely yeah so thanks for being with us evie we appreciate yeah it. thanks You're for welcome. being on our podcast our first guest mm-hmm. oh thank you this is my first time being on a podcast yay oh, night of firsts so first okay so if you ever want to uh uh be a recurring guest you're always welcome back talk about anything else you'd like to i'm in yeah and uh and to anybody else who wants to be interviewed you know we we i i like interviewing i yeah i'm obsessed with um 
watching interviews. I just, I love interviewing. So I would love any opportunity to interview anyone. I like hearing about people's lives. I'm a therapist. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. And if you want to be on our podcast, hit us up on our social meds. So email us at whateverforevercast at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on Instagram, whateverforevercast. And then on Twitter, you know, I still got to get that Twitter game up, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, it's W4EverCast. No. Oh, yes, cast. W4 ever cast. It's yeah. the stupidest handle. We're working on it. W4, <laughs> like the tax form, ever <laughs> cast. Yeah. So, on Twitter. <laughs> so email us if you have any input, if you have any questions for advice, any desires to be interviewed or desires to have somebody be interviewed. Um, love to see that. And until then, have a beautiful sexual or unsexual week, whatever you prefer. Yay. Bye. <laughs>